Welcome to What Are We Even Talking About, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called life. We're Melengo and Lindy and thank you for joining the conversation. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we are continuing on with our journey series from last two weeks. Um so yeah, we're just gonna be delving into like what we've learned this week and yeah, I think answering the same kind of questions that we did last week, just obviously we've read more and learnt more um this week. So yeah. Have we? Um Well yeah. Yeah. Of course we have. <laughs> Shall I ask you first? I think you should go first this time. Yeah, whichever way. Okay, cool. So what have you been learning this past week? Um, so just in the introduction, so I'm reading um this book called um let me even go to it. I was like <laughs> I was like what's it called? It's on my Kindle, the one on my phone, I can actually see the colour. So it's called um Inner Alchemy. Hold on. Mm. Let's just make sure that's the title. <laughs> it's called Inner Alchemy by Zoma Rayo and um it's the path of mastery mm. it's a book that um basically in a way i guess it does yeah if you want to take it that way ask the reader to go on a spiritual journey or quest to uh manage their own like they manage the different aspects of their being mm. so think of it simply manage their mind body and spirit um yeah through meditations um and basically teachings so i've been reading that i am now on chapter two and um what I, the the question that you asked me was what was i what have i learned yeah what am i learning there was actually quite a lot i i did quite a lot of reading yesterday having realized mm-hmm. that i hadn't done any reading whatsoever between like you know the like the week before um yeah. even though i said i'd do I actually said I do. I dedicate twenty minutes a day to um, this journey, and that didn't have to be reading. It could be twenty minutes meditation, meditating, um, which I did try and do, but I didn't do it every day. Probably like one or twice, one or two hours some days. But something that I did um, learn there's so much. I've got it in front of me actually. Normally, I don't like to. I'd never just like to go with the flow, but. You know, I think one of the things that I did learn, I actually said to you, wasn't it was like a um, it wasn't a learning, but it was a reminder of this idea that I say idea because obviously we take things. I don't say with a pinch of salt because that seems very kind of like cynical, mm-hmm. um, but we take it knowing that these are like it's ways of seeing. It's like a lens. It's like when we talked about if anybody, you know, anybody listens to the episode on light, um that we that we when we talked about um the electromagnetic scale i think that's yeah. what the episode is actually called i always reference that episode so i should actually know um <laughs> i need to look up what it, you know what what it's actually called but we talk about there being different you know different um lights in the spectrum of light and how yeah. they color reality differently so whenever anyone's speaking they're bringing forth like an ideology whether it be spiritual or scientific or whatever i think it's like just a little thought to know that like obviously this is one way of seeing it doesn't mean that it's it doesn't make it any less true or anything or any 
do you know what I mean it's just a way of seeing but um yeah one idea that's been put forward by the book that I've heard before this idea that um you choose like before you came on earth you choose your incarnation so you choose um like the circumstances of your birth so like the family you're into you know you're born into basically the time and place and so in this book it it touches on that by talking about because it it, um it defines like what source is as being source is like what we can call creation like the source of everything basically you can call it god and then in and then in the book um zilma talks about how um basically the human like us the human being is a spark of that source like we're a little bit of that source basically like if you imagine the source of being like up 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 in the heavens um and it's like your journey to earth is that you go through the different like different dimensions um to get to the basis level which is here like earth it's like the densest level so if you know about like frequencies like Mm -hmm. the frequencies are the ones that are like you know like higher and then as you go down the frequencies they get denser so it's like the spirit's journey that that little that spark of source that we are traveled down the different like planes to get to here where we are and it it picked you know it picked um this incarnation um and it's it's according to like you know your purpose that you're supposed to show that serve there's something there's like some purpose that you're working through um and so that's something that i i think in the book when it talks about you traveling you mm-hmm. know coming like denser and denser it really hit me like oh like it explained to me which i'm choosing to take this lens right this way of seeing it explained to me because we don't really know like before inception we're just like okay where do you where do you come from like yeah do you know what i mean it's like even if you believe in life after death it's yeah. like what was life before birth you know we don't really mm. talk about that so it's like this gave me the life before birth situation and interesting it, 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 we always talk about like i remember in re we talk about like inception like what's the point what when's the point of inception like like mm. when does it become a person is it when like, the egg meets the sperm and it's like I've, I've always been on the fact that like when the egg meets the sperm people mm-hmm. because it's always led into um you know where i'm going with this like it leads into um abortion, <laughs> right mm-hmm. and when does life begin the issue because if it's like it's when the sperm and the egg meet then it's like you know um any type of termination of the pregnancy you're killing you know yeah whereas mm-hmm. when i'm thinking about it not just on the physical plane you're thinking about it on the spiritual plane it's like there's this spark of source that's come and it's like manifested. It don't know. It just makes it more. It makes it hard for me to even be. I'll be like, uh, like I'm not saying whether I'm pro, or I'm for or against um, <laughs> abortion at this point. But yeah. for someone who I've considered, like you know, life is not when the sperm and the egg meet because there's so many other things that need to kind of go on, basically. Yeah. Like, um, I mean that's my excuse. But then it's. Like, um, <laughs> I've always sympathised with people who do have abortions for different reasons. Obviously, there's mm. different other reasons where, you know, it's less sympathetic, but I can't yeah. say because I'm not the person. But um, it, when I think about the spiritual aspect and I think about like, oh, um, even if I didn't want to get pregnant at that specific time, I just feel like there's a whole different consciousness to it when you think of it as like, it's not just the physical. It is actually a source. This is a spark of source. Yeah. And, traveled all these this way 
and like it's there you know in your in the womb and it's like I don't know it just gives it this other other dimension to think about and so I don't know it, it kind of took my it took it deeper my, what my thoughts are about you know life before birth because I've never really delved into it um and, yeah I've never thought of that either actually yeah Some so there's that this and it made me think that you know is this is this why it's so hard to get pregnant as well like how does that actually work because it's like um you know is it the like it made me think of you know getting pregnant really as like the ultimate not the ultimate but maybe yeah like it really it's like a really big act of creation you mm, know yeah it seems like all oh, two people you know come together physically but it's this big act of creation and then you know I remember a friend telling me through her journey of you know trying to get pregnant saying that you know if you do get pregnant just re- really believe I mean she's a Christian so she was like it you know, if you do get pregnant, there's so many things and so many steps that just have to be so aligned that you being pregnant means that God wanted you to be pregnant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and it just made me think about, you know, just, yeah, just about the aspect, like, pregnancy as being creation. And yeah. then something else I think that I, I mean, there were so many things I, you know, picked up, yeah, when I was reading. But um, another thing, I'm just trying to think, I went past, I went past it. Um because it talks about the different planes of existence a lot and how being on earth physically or even as humans we're like we're operating on different um we can operate in different dimensions even though the most obvious it seems to our senses is you know what we see but then everything's overlapped and interlinked but there's a part in the book where it says um you know it says here like helplessness stems from believing that you are matter alone so helplessness stems mm-hmm. from believing that you are matter, that you're just, you know, this. Just the know, physical. Flesh, mm. Yeah, flesh and bone. That's when helplessness comes from. Um, mm. It also stems from the belief that you cannot transcend duality. So like duality, it says in the book, like good and bad, light and dark, hot and cold, that those are things that exist. It's like that's the law of the physical world. Yeah. Um, but it says here that the only way out of this dilemma is to step aside from you know the personality and identify with a greater state of being instead so it's like it's this idea of helplessness because I felt helpless this um like recently like I felt like oh there was a situation or like my actual just situation in life so oh, I can't change it because you know of this mm. but it's like it made me realize that that help that sense of helplessness means it came from me I just believed that I was just the physical body like I was do you know what I mean? I didn't. Yeah. I, if it's like when you just think that you're a physical body, you feel that you are trapped by whatever appears. Do you know what I mean? It's all really weird. It's like you're just trapped in this kind of matrix when that's not all of reality. Like you're bigger. Mm. But I love the way it just says that the only way out of this dilemma of like the physical and the duality is literally like stepping aside from your personality and identifying with the higher state of being. And I just yeah. Thought, isn't that what they talk about, like sh- shifting your focus? And even when it comes to like worship um, in Christianity, it's like, you know, when you worship God, it's like, you're lo- do you know what I mean? You immediately, it's like you just access that God frequency. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so much bigger. And yeah, it's like an expansion of your mind, right? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, not even that, but it's just like, it's like on your frequency, cha- it's like your reality changes. You know what I mean? Your yeah. whole reality changes. And, it, it just made me say, think that yes, that is it. Because it's like every time you're being helpless, it's not you're not helpless, but you're choosing 
to be just in that on that frequency on that level whereas the solution mm. is to look up and yeah it might be hard isn't it but part of do you know I might you might be like oh well I don't want to worship <laughs> or I feel rubbish but again that's a choice you're making because really there is a path out of it um yeah yes, it's easy, but there is a path but yeah it just it just reminded me to 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 not just to realize that like it reminded me yeah that I'm not just matter like I'm not just matter Hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I've been learning. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my question number one answered in a very long way. <laughs> that was fine. That's really interesting because it's, obvi- it's resonating with obviously what I've learned as well, but we'll get on to me soon. But um, yeah, so just from what you've said, how has that, obviously, I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but how has that changed your perspective? Yeah, so yeah, I kind of answered the second one, really, yeah. that I changed my perspective in that I realised, like, I mean, we say we know these things, but sometimes you need to be reminded and see it in different ways, it's like, yeah, yeah. but I don't, you know, it's like, I do identify with my phys- physical existence a lot, and I do identify mm. with my body and matter a lot, but just mm. to know that, like, yeah, I am not matter, like, I have, I've had a perspective shift already, and I'm yeah. very, it's what I've read so far, because she talks about the different dimensions and how they're overlapping and interlinked, you know, it just made me realise that it's like you can access, you know, you can access these different dimensions, obviously with practice, but you can access different ways of being. Mm. Um, and it's a choice, like you are, yeah, there's a, there's a choice in it. There's a choice in it. Like helplessness is not, it's a choice and I don't say that all in a harsh way like you know how people kind of say it in like kind of like a tough love medicine way yeah <laughs> all in a harsh way like definitely kind of like everyone has the thing that they're going through but it's just it's just saying like it's like a it's just it's a place you know helpless is a place but and there is other places you know um that exist simultaneously to our experience in this world mm-hmm. and so yeah that's definitely been um a perspective change for me there's probably been other things as well that I've you know that I've thought of but um yeah I think there's something that this book touches on a lot is that Mm. it talks about it talks about um how this ultimately everything that you the ultimate purpose I think it says of human life is service and that's okay. been quite challenging for me because it's something that I know that people always aspire to like do good and then I would always be like you know, it's always what comes after, isn't it? After you've achieved your aspirations, it's like, okay, help others. That's like the natural thing you want to do. <laughs> but it's like, I, it's challenging to me because I'm literally like, well, I'm not, I, that's not a goal of mine in, in like consciously in this, like maybe it is, you know, my higher self, my, my better yeah. self. But really and truly, like, if you ask me, and I'm being blunt, bluntly um, telling you, it probably is revealing where I'm at in terms of like where I'm operating, the dimensions I'm operating at <laughs> is that it's very much like, no, that's not my quest to serve, be of service. Like I'm not, uh, like I'm not at that. Um, it's not the consciousness I'm operating at, you know, right? that I want to serve others. And that's like my life, that's <laughs> I want my life to be. And so it's very challenging to me um, because, as in, because I realise that that's not my goal. Whereas, if, you know, this book is kind of, not kind of it is written and so that written in a way it gives you information and all this information is so that you know that you know your life is to be of service and even the writer of this book she has the the book's free but the um you know if you want to be like a student like a proper student and learn you know deeper yeah um 
you know what I mean? Like learn these techniques that are under guidance and everything. Like it's not just anybody who is accepted into into this like um it's not a, it's like a it's like a center, you know what I mean, of teaching. Oh, okay. It's all it's like I think you have to I mean, I just looked it up today, but it's like you 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 fill out a form, you're interviewed, mm-hmm. and it's more like they really want you to to be that like, the reason why you're doing it is because you want to serve the world you know you want to oh, okay you, you know even part of it, i think it's a three-year process but it can extend to four oh, wow. and five um and in those last years it's like you're meant to implement whatever you're doing in your daily like in your daily like service so for example like they don't put like it's really cool in the sense that like it doesn't look any one way it doesn't it's, mm. it's say like you're a um I guess you could be anything. That's what they say. But I think of like, say you're a therapist or something. Okay. And it's like, by years four and five, you're literally showing ways that you're implementing the, the this knowledge that you've had in your work to serve others. Oh, because so it could be anything that you do, just incorporating yes, those things to, okay. to practically serve others. Like the mm. the the it it seems to be very geared to not even geared towards. I seem so strategic. Very <laughs> like the the whole culmination of this the meaning that comes from this is not for self it's for others but i think you're so full you're so full that you are just an expression of that do you know what i mean it only makes sense that you would it's organic yeah yeah it's organic whereas i think i kind of think of it as like very like sacrificial and blah 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 but it's not you always do this <laughs> yeah i know yeah but really when i think about it i'm just like no but like after you're so full to the brim obviously you're going to spill because that's going to even release you. And that's just, mm, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how you always think of it in that sacrificial way. Like, but yeah. Yeah. So that's my perspective change. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, And what is last question? What is one practical thing that I suppose you could teach someone else to implement or something um do you know what I'm still kind of on the basic of doing the master practice the one I talked about where Mm -hmm. you align yourself um with the cosmos yeah I just said last week my advice was to just anybody listening was to just like be present in your body for like one minute five minutes and I'm still I'm still there um one practical thing I think maybe it's a challenge to myself because I haven't done it but to do this service thing like ask yourself um like in the things that you do like in a day whenever you remember hopefully like how could you how or maybe every day ask yourself you know how can I as and in a way that's not even putting any responsibility or anything on you but maybe like how can you actually like joyfully serve someone in that day like I think this that could be good because it is something that can be really fun, I think. Hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, ask yourself, like, how can you, you know, joyfully serve someone in that day? Um Yeah, someone that you come in. I mean, serving someone could be serving someone with a smile and brightening their day up. I mean, you know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to look a certain way, but it's just like, well, maybe ask, you know, if you believe in a higher being, you can ask the higher being, like God you know, just to help you be of service to someone or or maybe ask to be shown, um, like, to be shown a new level of what it means to actually serve. 
Yeah. Something like that. So I think that's a, that's a practical thing. That's doable. Like, you know, how could you be of service to someone? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Is what that's I would nice. And one thing I think that I learned as well today, I just remembered all this last week, was something that I don't think I knew this. I didn't. But it says in this book that um, <laughs> it says that how every single atom of the body is made up of light. Mm. and yeah it talks about how every single atom of the body is made up of light so you know how there's this idea how we're more space than actual actual matter matter. but yeah here in this book it says how yeah how every single atom is made up of light and that this expansion is the expansion of this light um that we that you actually work with when you're when you're like doing this work of like energy Mm -hmm yeah so it talks about like yeah it's part of the alchemy because alchemy um is the transmutation like the changing the transformation isn't it of yeah it's not what is it? i don't even know if it's lead or something that's not gold basically into gold into gold yeah and so this is what this book is it's like a transformation you're working just to slowly like transmute um and also rambling on just one last thing that i also learned in on this point of transmuting it talks about i learned how when doing this work of alchemy it's like you're getting rid of things sometimes it's like an emptying but it's like Mm. you're gonna empty something you're making space and in making space you're making space for the good and bad so it's like you will experience like as you do this work i'm not sure if it's just this work or just spiritual work in general but just yeah Mm. this work it's like you should be it's like you should be prepared to experience like negative do you know what I mean negative or like dark yeah the dark as well as the light is that like is that like shadow work I, she doesn't it's not term shadow work like that really but it's but maybe you can maybe that's what it is but I'm not sure but she just mm. talks about experience you know you experience the the dark as well because you can't have one without the other um yeah yeah this dimension and it was just saying though that's the, the duality right yeah, but even though that scared me a bit, because I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to have these dark forces. But then it was like, <laughs> um, when she talked about like, when she talked about energy, she talked about how, you know, it's like, it's not about, you know, wanting to just be all like, it's not about like, oh, you feel all the positive emotions and then that's all. And then you negate all the, you repress or you hide away, you know, the the negative ones. It's more like the work of someone who's like doing this work Mm. conscious it's like it's realizing that it's all energy like it's kind of the same it's the same thing but it has like different expressions so it's kind of like if you feel those 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 energies that mm. would be called negative it's like you can actually change them it's like and i realized i was like oh that's actually what they do people that do like energy work it's like it's like you change it the same way as it happens all around us like you know when you get kinetic energy changes yeah. the energy Change mm-hmm. this energy is all is always transmuting so it's like we can transmute the energy in our body so that you have anger but it's like how can you use that that can transform into into drive yeah like, you know, to actually make something or do you know what i mean you can you can transform the energy so i was just like oh that's pretty cool because it's not it's not about like trying to repress it or like you know reach this state of like oh i never get i never feel these these bad emotions <laughs> like yeah, I do feel them, but I know how to. I know how to. Tra- how to. Um, I know how to change. How to, not even change. Manage. Like, 
not even manage because there's still like a blockage it's like I know how to use it in a way that not um it's not putting out bad things into the environment it's not you know what I mean because if you've got these negative energies and you don't know how to use it it's like releasing waste um Mm. into the into the into the atmosphere whereas if you know how to use it you can actually transmute that and when you release it into the atmosphere it's actually useful so yeah that was I mean that literally sounds like shadow work Mm. to me anyway it literally sounds like that's what it is but yeah that's really interesting what you just mentioned where it's like the energy is all the same it's just expressed in a different way yeah 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 that's me then okay i think i will challenge myself to ask myself that question um at least once in this week like how can i serve someone else um but yeah i'm gonna ask you then um what's one thing that you've learned this week from your energy readings yeah, so just to recap, um, the book I'm reading is called um, The Language Your Body Speaks. And so this week I was getting into chapter two of the book, which kind of just is a continuation of chapter one, where it's talking about um, the language of energy um, and how language is more than just words. And so it kind of talks about how you kind of need to change your I suppose your perspective of what healing is to understand that it's how you experience and actually interact with the life around you, but not just around you in the physical world, but like in all the dimensions, I guess, spiritually, um, mentally and the physical. And so it's, I suppose, yeah, it's a change of perspective, I suppose, energy healing or spiritual healing. Um, It's just knowing that there is those, layers to the world and being aware of them I guess um and she talks about how language is multi-dimensional so it's not just composed of words so it's things like you know when you're listening to your body it makes sounds it feels some areas feel different so I think it's just what I've gathered so far is that energy healing is being aware of those that language I guess which is not just the words it's like the sounds, the feelings, um, and things like that. Um, but I, I, I like how in the chapter she, well, in throughout the whole book so far, what I've read, she very much is like, she asks you basically to listen to your own body. So it's not like, oh, you do it this way and this certain way. There's no specific way of learning energy healing. It's very individual. And so it's, you get asked a lot to kind of listen to your own body and let it guide you and teach you like how it speaks, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, because she says that our bodies have an inbuilt ability ability to heal already because even when you take things like medication or whatever, it's your body's reacting to that and it's the body's the one that's doing the healing, isn't it? I suppose medicine is just like a catalyst, yeah Mm. so I guess it's energy healing is finding a way to use the body alone without that catalyst like you I guess you being aware is the catalyst instead of using like medication as an example um and it's not just like trying to I suppose mute symptoms because she says that symptoms and pain and things like that they're like messengers and so the idea is to become aware of what those messengers or those messages are telling you. What is your body telling you that you need to be aware of? Um, 
And also I learned that um, we also get mess. We also get energetic, like, what do I want to say? We also get energy passed down through generations as well. Because she gave an example of um, a woman who her grandma had gone through the Holocaust and obviously she didn't she didn't really hear about the details or of it or anything like that but she still had that kind of um flight what's it called the flight fear is it flight flight yeah (laughs) right flight um response in her body and she had I think she had Crohn's disease but like those things that she had that had been passed down was still in her system like her body still reacted in a way where it was like constantly I suppose on the alert and constantly like cautious of the environment and things like that so it was interesting to to think it was kind of annoying though because I was like oh my gosh how annoying is that like I think I had that kind of feeling that you were talking about earlier where it's like you feel helpless because you're like oh my gosh like obviously I can't control my previous you know where I've come from and you kind of feel helpless I suppose you feel like life is happening to you and you're just subject to these things but I think what she talks about is that obviously even though those things are passed down that's why it is important to know the language that your body is speaking because then if you're in sync with that and you're aware of it you can obviously shift like you said energy and transmute it and things like that um, so that was really interesting, um, annoying, but because <laughs> it's like, well, unless you really know about, I suppose, I, I suppose it doesn't really matter. But it, if you don't know about your history genetically, then you don't really know what's going to crop up or what you should be aware of. But I guess if you are practicing this energy healing on a constant basis, then you, I guess you keep those things in check, I suppose, <laughs> whatever might want to pop up. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, you are you saying that it'd be annoying that you don't know the things that are there? Yeah, no, it's just the thought. I guess it's that just that hopeless feeling that you were mentioning earlier. You feel like when I read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, how annoying is that? Like, you feel a bit helpless to the physical that, like, obviously, genetics is a physical thing. I'm not sure about the spiritual side of it <laughs> and stuff like that, because I know you were saying that, you know, um, what were you saying at the beginning, the levels when you come down to earth? Like, I don't know how layers yeah like I don't know how that's related to like family and genetics and stuff like that but I feel like genetics is just obviously a physical thing mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's just that helpless feeling that you have at the beginning but then obviously while we're doing this even while I was reading it and I continued on with the chapter it's like regardless of that what, what you've come from you still have the power and the control to shift your energy how you want you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. yeah so there's still hope <laughs> yeah um yeah so and then she just talks about how I think the main point of this chapter was just it's it's like shifting your perspective of what healing is and just understanding that it's it's you just being more aware of I guess everything like not just your body but like the spiritual realm and like how your mind your the thoughts that you have for your mind and um I also like the point where she touched on um um how babies um learn language and she talks about how like researchers believe that babies babble sounds that from every known language initially and that it's only when they obviously depending on let's say they learn their um their parents are english speak uh, speaking then the parents will obviously respond to those sounds and then the other ones that don't get any response they just i suppose they just forget them or they just let them go 
And I thought that was really interesting. It make, it, I mean, does it make sense? I was going to say it makes sense, but I don't know if it makes sense. But like, it's interesting to think that babies, I suppose they speak every language initially. Um, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, even when you were mentioning about like life before birth, it's so weird to think about those kind of things because I never really delved into that. But even when you look at babies, like they're more like sensitive to energies as well. Mm-hmm. I know people say that, you know, um, kids and toddlers and babies they like they can see more of the spiritual realm and then that goes away as you get older things like that and I suppose I think I think it's true um obviously I don't know myself but just from what she said like it's just interesting how we kind of lose that and I I guess she I guess going back to energy work is like you have to kind of go back to that place because your body already knows this language it's already like your body is communicating constantly um, through this en- energetic communication so it's it's about you your you bringing your mind back to that place and like just being aware of it like a child like a baby literally and just listening to your body mm. um and what it's telling you I suppose um but yeah um and she talks about how she talks about the now <laughs> I know we always come back to this point of like being mm. present in your body and the now but she talks about like the sensory motor, which is like, I think it's a psychological term, isn't it? Talking about like using your senses to be f- to, like to fully experience, um, I guess, the moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think even like in today's world, obviously, we're so like busy doing whatever we're doing, business, um, working, whatever it might be. Like we don't we don't tend to be very present mm-hmm. unless we're intentional about it. So I feel like that that is also what this energy healing brings you back to is being present in your body because unless you are present and you're here now experiencing everything like being aware of your senses sorry what you can smell hear, whatever and listening to your body like you need to be present for that basically so she talks about how it's important to have like a direct encounter with the communication that's going on in your body right now in this moment and that's only when you can kind of get used to what your what your body's telling you, et cetera, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, um, it's weird because <laughs> literally before we started recording, I obviously went to the dentist. Mm-hmm. I said, obviously, I don't know why I said obviously, but I went to the dentist <laughs> um, and I found out that I might need a filling for one of my teeth, one of my teeth. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, <laughs> because it's a bit of decay. And I and I felt that kind of helplessness that you were talking about, like, oh, my gosh this happening to me blah blah and then I was like had that shift I was like okay wait hold on a minute like you know how can I instead of feeling that kind of like oh I have to rely on the dentist to go and get this filling which is like a synthetic material put into the hole in my teeth well it's not a hole yet it's just got a bit of decay at the top because it's like my wisdom tooth which is like half in my gum basically um so I did initially feel that like helplessness but then I was like oh wait you know we've been learning about this energy healing and like trying to you know I was like, how can I move the energy? <laughs> it was it sounded ridiculous to me because obviously I'm still getting used to this idea, I guess, of like, I can heal myself. I can, you know, change things that are happening. So I was like, okay, how can I... I was trying to think in that way where it's like, how can I make this situation better or like try and use my own energy or, you know, to shift that. So yeah. I guess that kind of answers question two, which is like, how is my perspective change I think it's 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 a gradual thing isn't it obviously Mm -hmm. I think you probably say the same like it doesn't just happen instant instantaneously but it helps to be reading this um like on a weekly basis to kind of 
it reaffirms those thoughts in your head that oh I can heal myself kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah so I'm a bit worried if once we stop this <laughs> I don't continue but hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, the thing is I think with people that get stuff done I was talking to the, talking to you about this is that people that we see that do get you know that do do these things that read this book, mm. read the books and write the books they kind of they make themselves accountable some of them I think so it's like we're yeah. making ourselves accountable now so either we carry on with this in some way or we just find another way to make ourselves accountable because <laughs> that's how it gets done really yeah that's true that's literally it um but yeah so the main thing was not the main thing but one of the main things that I got from the chapter was like to again explore the now but it's like in intimate detail don't not just like let's be present and let's like bring ourselves now but it's like using the senses that you have like really being intentional about it um that's one thing that that's probably another thing that I learned as well um what else there's so much like it's so hard because after you've read a chapter there's so much you learn but then when you got to speak about it it's like I'm sure there's other things but um yeah were you talking about your learning or your perspective change it was what I was learning it was what I was learning but I did touch on the perspective I guess okay (laughs) yeah so what are you what are you doing now are you um going to give us your practical uh practical advice or would you still want to talk about the perspective change um I think I'll, I'll I'll move on to the practical one because I think I feel like I've kind of said how my perspective has changed. It's just in a practical matter, like when things pop up, like even when I get a little tummy ache or something, I can think about you know the different the different things that might have caused that. So it just helps me. I guess I'm starting to actually listen to my body. I guess I, I think that's how my perspective have changed has changed. Is that I. I'm like it's on me I guess I'm taking that responsibility and realizing that I have the power to be like okay what's going on here instead of I know like in the past or just in general I think it's a thing that people do when something something's wrong you know we kind of run to the internet and we're like okay I have this symptom <laughs> what does it mean the internet is not your friend when it comes <laughs> no way <laughs> I'm not a believer in it um but like, at the same time obviously it has its own costs for not researching but I'm not a believer in it and I think I I, I heard something said by this um this um this um like shamanic healer woman and she mm. basically was saying that someone was coming to her and they said that she was practicing showing this technique of basically listening to your body you know mm. trust different areas in your body um, you know, just to listen to your body and be present. And someone said, oh, can I do this technique even though, um, you know, I've got an ailment, but it hasn't been diagnosed by the doctors. They're not able to diagnose it. And then she just said, well, like, that's... Uh, well, she said personally, she didn't say it is a good thing, but she said she felt mm. like it's a good thing because then you don't have all the energy almost that's associated with different illnesses. And she said something that was actually interesting. It was like, um, like it was like, it doesn't come with all the, like... Um, it was almost like you know how you have a, a disease it could be like say diabetes or even cancer right in yeah. of itself like say someone gets labeled with that word it comes with all the like I think it's like a vibrational kind of consciousness that is yeah of course yeah so it's mm. like you're now battling with that almost like you've got that embedded into your consciousness and it's that kind of thing so when you don't have that like say someone 
um someone does have cancer but they never actually get that you know diagnosis i mean obviously they could still you know die and go down that route but it's, yeah it's different rather than when someone gets a diagnosis like that even if it because i heard this story once and it was of two people mm. you know and it was like a cross diagnosis but for both so the one that did have it got the word that they didn't <laughs> and then the one that didn't have it got the word they did and then it, their fates followed the diagnosis rather than the actual um, yeah and that's the thing that that's scary because obviously words do have power isn't it like yeah and I think it's like what you said the language is more than the words it's like mm, not so mm. much the word it's the association what does that mean what does that energy around it yeah Mm. what does that mean to you about this and Mm. so you can use that um but yeah sorry I cut you off you were talking no it's fine no but even just what you were mentioning because it's just talking about like words and how like it like the energy around the word is weird because like I don't know you just can't escape it like yeah you can't really escape it like life is not just the physical like we've been saying there's so many like the layers to it and yeah but you know some people do find comfort in getting diagnosed than rather not knowing what's going on I don't know what that is I think it's because we rely on the external so much and other people telling us, oh, this is what's wrong with you or not, mm. than listening to our own inner voice or listening to our own body. Um, because I know a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say, not a lot of people, but like things I've watched or whatever, like people feel better once they've been diagnosed than mm. just not knowing what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think without that, obviously you're like free from all those, that energy or whatever it is. But um yeah, so one practical thing that I have learned this week is just a follow on from the exercise from last week, which was um, just being in tune with like how your individual body like speaks. Um, so there was an exercise that she has in the chapter where it's like um, an example that you could do is like to bring your attention to an area of your body that like feels wrong or there's something wrong with it and then recognize how you how you brought your attention there like did you visualize the body part did you feel some sort of feeling there like or did you just instantly bring your physical eyes to that spot like how did you how did your body go to that space and then to explore like maybe like gestures like hand gestures touching light rhythm breathing in like focusing on a specific area of your body and then just like be aware of how like how that area like changes so it's very much like she gives exercises which they're like generic but it's like you have to figure out how your body's responding to what you're doing because everybody's different Mm. everyone so it's very individual which is what I like about the exercises because it's not really like okay this is how you're supposed to do it it's not like a one two three step it's kind of like you have to just figure out how your body's working for you basically mm-hmm. um so yeah so that was one exercise and it's just so that you can be aware of how your body speaks mm-hmm. um so it's a follow-on of just being present from last the last exercise and being aware of like the different bodies which was the three if I do I remember them the three bodies which was like your thinking mind your physical body your thinking mind and then your higher your higher self like your spirit mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah that was one practical thing and she also just gives a tip that the the goal of like 
being present or like trying to be aware of your body is not really to fix anything but it's just to see how things are responding how how your body is communicating and also just to remember to like to be present just for the sake of it like not to be like okay I'm doing this because I want to heal this I want to do this sometimes it's just to let go of those expectations and just like be if that makes sense Mm. like just be in the moment just be just experience just for the sake of it um and I think I I liked that because it didn't really because sometimes I think maybe it's just me but I sometimes I put pressure on myself to like have expectations like oh I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna do this exercise and I want to I don't know (laughs) I want some grand thing to happen whereas it's just it's just a reminder to just just this experience yeah I just experience life basically yeah yeah that was cool I I liked the um idea about just picking a body part Mm. um that you might have been having problems with and just like I liked the part of that where you said like how did you become aware of it did you visualize Mm. Did your eyes move to it because then that's kind of like you recognizing how how you relate to your body yeah exactly um that made me I was just doing it while you were thinking or you were saying it and I was, <laughs> I was like am I sensation like I think I work with feeling but then visualization mm. visual mm. visual like I think I work with visuals um but it's really cool yeah because then you it, yeah you start it's like it's kind of fun I guess you know yeah it really is actually I didn't think I'd be having fun I thought I'd just be like you know learning something but yeah, yeah. it's explorative like yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like play. It's like I think it could help if you have that like kind of childlike openness and mm. knowing that there's no rules. That there's no rules. There's no. Mm. It should be like this, and it's really cool, tr- just doing it for the sake of it without putting pressure. But I like yeah. the explorative nature of it because I found the same when reading this book talking about visual- visualizing, like even going to talk about like different colors. Mm. Um, we're looking at. Um, I'll go into that later. I think. Um, and it's like really interesting because I was like instead of just doing these meditations in a dry way <laughs> so many ways you could do it like literally I could do it however I want like I could, yeah I could I don't have to just do it in one sitting I could say build up my time over you know over some days or I could be, be like um, okay what's the best way for me to visualize a color blue and I could mm. find ways in you know it could be like a bag that's blue that I have I don't know it could just be anything so um I was really thinking about the fact that like we could explore so much like that that spirit of exploration and play Hmm. um could really be like yeah like a key yeah I think it really is because I feel like that's when we do play or when we're childlike that's when we're most like I don't know like most connected to our higher self in a way like just the innocence of it just the pureness of it um and I think that's that's how these like spiritual things happen anyway it's not really like you know we bring our thinking brain or our adult brain it's just kind of just being in that moment yeah so yeah I think it brings us because obviously the things that we see Mm. constructed reality and it doesn't mean that that's how things are so it's like when you explore and you play I'm not saying it will take you to the heart of the truth, but I feel like you're you're kind of you're in a way you're playing with that like that matrix, you know what I mean? The borders of that matrix or the borders of you know what I mean? You're letting yeah. you're becoming a bit more flexible. Hmm. So you're you're able to move in ways that could be fun and you actually discover things. Um yeah. Yeah, you're becoming like less dense, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah that's what's doing i think yeah that was good i was a bit worried because you know like when you have so much information and you're just like how do i say this out but it went all right (laughs) i hope you guys found it all right as well but um yeah we hope you guys join us again next week as we continue this series and yeah see you next time bye